Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. Key, J., what is going on in the NBA? Good Lord. Every day, every night, someone's going for 50-plus. Now it's 60. It's insane. Different out there, man. I told you, he's the Picasso of the NBA. Listen, I've been saying for several years now, he is maybe the most skillful player he's not, who ever he, lived. He's not maybe. Yeah, well, listen, I, when he I is. said it originally, no one else was – I didn't hear, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, it's like, is it accepted? Is he the most skilled player ever? I don't know if you were talking to basketball people. I mean, I've been the one since his freshman year in college saying this dude – I've watched Kyrie since St. Patrick's High School in New Jersey with Kevin Boyle when they were one of the top teams in the nation. And I said, this dude is something so different. The game, is, the game hasn't seen what his package is. And last night was a prime example, part-time, a quarter of the time. It's the time when he's on the court that is special to watch because last night was different. He, no, well, he was, it, was, it, was, it got to be boring to a degree because you knew exactly what he was able to do and dominate how he was able to dominate the Magic. And I guess when you have that argument about most skillful and all those sort of things, everybody's interpretations are different, right, Jay? But clearly – He's in that conversation, if not at the top of that conversation. But Key, he does things like, you know, when we came in this morning, Max was like, man, like it was, uh, what was your wording you it used was, for? It, it was like, it, well, I've seen spectacular Kyrie jaw dropping. Mm-hmm. This was like, especially early in the game, just kind of textbook Kyrie. Textbook was written by Kobe Bryant and guys like and Allen Iverson and guys like that, but it was still like yeah. coming off a screen, hitting a three, coming off a screen, hitting a three. Uh, uh, just kind of easy, a, a layup, you know, in traffic, you know. But but like but nothing that made me go, oh my god, that's the greatest Kyrie move. It was just kind of typical moves. Well, see, Kyrie's textbook is calligraphy, though. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's uh, it, it's different, and to I, I can get for your eye, Max, mm-hmm. right? Like, oh, it looks textbook, but he does things like prime example. So when he comes off a pick and roll, right? For the most part, the big is dropped back. My man throws the ball out in front of him. Like, guards don't do this. You're, you're, you're taught to keep the ball close to yourself. You see guys that make, like, sharp, like Chris Paul, right, always keeps the ball tight to himself, like close to his body. Kyrie throws the ball out there, and if you start seeing it, Key, when he throws the ball out there, he starts dazzling his feet from side to side. And you see the big being like, what the hell? Like, where are you, where are you going? Because it gives him the ability to change angles, and he can stop. He can then hit you with the layup package, which I've heard you mention, Max, multiple times is a detail within itself that should be a breakdown for Kobe Bryant's detail show mm. because the ball is literally hitting a foot above where the box is. And the way the ball needs to drop directly into the rim, the ball doesn't hit the rim on his layup package. Yes, it's Think about that. The, the ball does not try to go outside and just lay the ball in in traffic and not make the ball hit the rim. Do you think, Jay, <clears throat> some of the time away from basketball – in training and doing some of the things and having the time to have fresh legs is contributing to some of what we've seen recently with Kyrie? Sure, Key. I, I hear the argument about fresh legs, but it doesn't matter if you have fresh legs, tire legs or not, to do what he's doing, and it's how he does it. That's what I mean. I mean, away from, away from the team, working on his own stuff, doing his own things, coming off of screens, coming off of different things. When he's doing that isolated by himself, now he can translate that to the floor with the team. Yeah, I just, 
he when, when a guy plays barely the amount of games, I'm not sure how many games he's played. I need to look it up. But to take that amount of time off basketball for anybody that says, well, he has fresh legs, I'm like, I hear you. But when, you, when I take a day off playing basketball, like it feels off. To take time off after missing a game to drop 60 as efficiently as he dropped 60 last that's night, the- knowing that he could have gone for 75, 80, that's the mind-boggling thing. There's no argument that anybody can make to me about, well, he has time off and his legs are fresh. Well, no, it could, still, like, be, it could still help him, but that's not the main but that, point. This is yeah, precision. Yeah. But it's not even, it's, that's the thing, This is Keith. precision. It is, what Jay just said, his precision oh, is so ridiculous. You know what it reminds me of? The way... I saw. I used to see this, and Key, you'll you'll remember who I'm talking about. Steve Garvey back in the day would want it by the end of the season. He always have 200 hits for the Dodgers first baseman. He wanted a certain amount of hits to to left field, center field, right field. He tried to distribute it right. Like Bernard King would try to hit certain shot from here, here, and here. By the end of the day, he knew he'd have his 30. It was like it was like Kyrie was like, "Here, I'm going to come off the screen and hit the three. Then as the game progressed, here's the layup package. Then as the game progressed, now I'm going to take some mid-ranges from the right side, from the left side. It, it, he, was, he was putting on a clinic, but it wasn't – when I say textbook, it was like for all the razzle-dazzle, a lot of it was just his shots go in. It's like the precision of the skill. It's so on point. And that's, that's, from, that's from just doing it a billion – and, and I don't have it, do it a billion and times. It looks- it looks even better, Jay, because of all the backlash that he's received throughout this time, and he just continues to keep balling. So it even looks better because of that. Well, Key, he shot 70% from the field last night. He Only went 70? For, he went for 60 and dropped 70% from the field. Shot 67% from the three-point line. Do you remember him missing one third of his shots? Because I don't. And got taken out, taken out, taken out. Jeez, drink more coffee, Jay. Taken out with eight minutes left to go in the fourth quarter. Like, think about that first. And people could say, "Oh, it was against uh, the Orlando match." Yo, you all right? Go out and drop sixty in your in your um, you know your everyday league throughout the weekend. Like you, you, you try to the go out and drop league, sixty Jay, against somebody league. randomly, Key. It, you ain't doing not, it. Not at seventy percent from the field. It was sixty-four mm. five, I think, from the field is what I'm being told. But, but twenty of thirty-one, right? Twenty twenty-one of twenty yeah, of like 31. thirty-one would be under sixty-seven. But the point is, it, it's okay. two out of every three shots. Basically, I don't remember one out of every three missed. Oh, right. I'm me, like you, like Jay. Ninety percent. If it's sixty-five, it's okay. seventy. Yeah, Same yeah, thing. It's right. right. <laughs> two out of three. Five percent. It's points, two, out of three. Go do two, it. out of three <laughs> two out of three shots. Two out of three shots. That's ridiculous. I always say that. Hey, man, round up. <laughs> don't round down. By the Yo, way, like Kobe, you should have fifty percent from the field from most of their shots being from the three-point line are contested. That's when, incredible. When Kobe went for eighty-one, they needed all those points to win. Kyrie, to me, had he been in the type of game where they needed all the points to win. Maybe he could have gotten 80-something because he is the type of player in a close game to hit clutch shots. They take him out because they're up so much with, with almost ten, eight minutes left, whatever it is. You know, it's ridiculous to keep him in. But like, he could have easily gone for 80-something last night. Man, it just feels like there's not Steph, Dame, the incredible guards in this league. We talked about this yesterday. Just Kyrie Irving is one-on-one. It's the same way I look at – Nikola Jokic or Joel Embiid, but this dude, from a guard perspective, I've never seen anything like it before. No, his- because the, it's the 
combination of the dribble package, the layup package, the degree of difficulty with shot package, right? And and his floor spacing is just. And how about the fact that he? Here's, here's something people don't talk about with Kyrie enough. He's one of the all-time great shooters from anywhere. The shot falls, right? Like he can. We see Westbrook struggling now because the shot doesn't fall. Kyrie is a pure shooter. Key, last thing I'll say on it, you know how they teach bigs, right? Uh, one thing they do in basketball, when bigs get rebounds, like, stop bringing the ball down. So down, don't you, bring it down. Yeah, you, it you rake on their hands, right? Yeah. Because ball's far hand. You see Kyrie for his, I think it's a, the fourth three he made, he caught in the corner from a swing pass from KD. And I want to go out and try this at home. Let somebody hit you with the pass. It's natural inclination to dip the ball to get your rhythm to go back up. He keeps the ball right in his front of his face. Catches the ball in front of his face, right into his shot. And it's like, like that, that within itself, the degree of difficulty is so hard to do. Go try that at home. Guarantee you won't be able to do it. I'm trying to think of Kyrie is who and who had a baby. I want to say Kobe and AI, but he shoots it's better. It's almost AI and Rod Strickland. He would but he who shoots Rod Strickland better. Is. Yeah, Strickland's crazy, but he shoots better. Kyrie sent a message to the rest of the NBA last night while – Someone in Kyrie's former home city sent a message to his fan base. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We're on your smart speaker. Say, play ESPN. You can download the podcast. We're on ESPN, too. You want to watch us on TV. Yesterday, the Cleveland Browns met with Deshaun Watson to see if he would waive his no-trade clause to come home to Cleveland. So, last night, Baker Mayfield's like, let me see, who's better, me or Deshaun Watson? Uh-huh. So, if he's coming here, I guess uh, – Last night, Baker Mayfield wrote this message to the city of Cleveland on social media, and I quote, The past four years have been nothing short of truly life-changing since I heard my name called in the draft to go to Cleveland. This is not a message with hidden meaning. This is strictly to thank the city of Cleveland for embracing my family and me. We've made many memories and shared growing in this process through all the ups and downs. I have no clue what happens next, which is the meaning behind the silence I have had during the duration of this process. I can only control what I can which is trusting in God's plan throughout this process. 
I've given this franchise everything I have. That is something I've always done at every stage and at every level, and that will not change wherever I take my next snap. Whatever happens, I just want to say thank you to the fans who truly embraced who I am and the mentality that aligns so well with the city's hardworking people. Cleveland will always be a part of Emily and my story, and we will always be thankful for the impact it has had and will have in our lives. Sincerely, Baker Reagan Mayfield. Um, I didn't know his middle name. Look at that. <laughs> he was apparently named after a uh, president. Key, what's your reaction to the statement from Baker? I, I mean, I really, to be honest with you, I don't really have any statement, uh, uh, a reaction to his statement. It's more about why are you even right now even paying attention to what is going on? This is the NFL. This is sports. They're going to take a look at other options if they think that you're not the, the answer going forward. What if, but if I'm Baker Mayfield, I hope and I pray that you don't get the opportunity to get a Deshaun Watson and it falls flat on your face. Because guess what you're going to have to do? You're going to have to come crawling. And it, unless you got a contingency plan to move on regardless, move on from me, I'm going to make it hell for you if I'm Baker Mayfield. Oh, yeah. It's all, all, all guns are blazing, man. It's going down. See, Keith, it really truly is. If I'm Andrew Barry, okay, <laughs> please come out guns blazing. Make it hell for me. Like, that would be a great problem for me to have. If that motivates you to come out and have an incredible season, if that deal doesn't go down. No, it ain't, it's not even about having an incredible season. It's about what you just showed me. You just what? showed me publicly that I'm not good enough for you. You just, you literally, Jay, walked out the restaurant with two of them side by side, when I'm standing there in line, you just walk right past me because I'm not good enough. That's I mean, what, that's I mean, what he did. It's, it's kind of like Michael Jordan's available in the draft and you already have Clyde Drexler. Uh, Clyde, no offense, you're an all-star and everything. We're going to draft Michael Jordan. Yes. They didn't do that. That was a mistake. <laughs> yeah, but what if you don't get Deshaun Watson, though? You yeah. got to come back. Oh, well, we were just checking gotta take and your look shot, at though, it. You, you got to take, you your, shot. take, take your shot. But if yeah. you don't land <laughs> I'm going at Max, Key. I'm going to make it hell. Jay, Jay, you know what I just realized Key is doing? It's, a, it's his form of germ spreading. Key is kind of rooting for this not to work out because he wants to see it all blow up. Look at him. He's like, he's like, ooh, if this doesn't work. Yeah, you got to take your shot. But what if it doesn't work? But Key, I, I'm curious, like, from your opinion, like, what is – what, is me, what does it mean to you, make my life like hell? What, what does that mean if you're Baker Mayfield? Like, if I'm going to make you – you couldn't get him, so now I'm going to make you pay for it. What does that mean? Well, it, it, it means, one, that I'm going to go and I'm going to – if I'm still with you, let's assume I'm still with you, you don't move on to another player that you got your eyes on at the quarterback spot. Now I'm going to make it so bad, I'm going to ball out. I'm going to do, do all of those things that I need to do. Plus, I ain't speaking to you. I ain't, we ain't going to have no real conversation. None. Zero. And I don't care what you call me. You call me petty, immature, spall, brat, diva, whatever you want to call me. When I step on the white, between the white lines, I'm going to ball out. When I leave that building, don't call me. I ain't got nothing for you. Know you. There's nothing I'm, to talk about. Okay, I'm cool. If you, you want to ball out, ball out. If that's helping us win games, then great. You know what it reminds me of? Evan, you, Evan our producer, may remember the Make name of this Make you uncomfortable, Jack. There was a player for the Mets. He was an outfielder. The Mets signed. He's a good outfielder. But he was, you know, past his prime. He was the end of his career, and he couldn't hit at all anymore. And, and he had a houseboat 
in New York. He lived on the houseboat. So, uh, was it Derek Bell? I, I, I don't want to say, that, uh, you know, but I think it might have been. So, at a certain point, he was like, you know, if they continue to do this, I forgot they weren't hitting him in the lineup, but they were hitting him. Mm-hmm. He said, I'm going to shut it down. And I remember thinking to myself, shut it down. It was Derek Bell, right? Was, was it Evan? Yeah, it was Derek Bell. It was Derek Bell, yeah. And I remember, th- and he was a good outfielder for a while, but everyone comes to the end of their careers. I remember thinking to myself, shut it down. How would we be able to tell the difference? You're hitting a buck 80 or whatever it was. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like what? So I, I understand what Jay means in a sense, Key. Like, if what you're saying is you lit a fire under him, great. great. You get more production from Baker. If he's just not going to do it and be unproductive, well, if he was more productive, you wouldn't be talking to Deshaun in the first place. Yeah, but, but, but when you start to mess with somebody's emotions that you still have to deal with, Max, on a daily basis, that is not productive at all from a front office standpoint. You are openly – think about what I'm saying now, Max. you got to follow me here. Mm-hmm. You are openly flirting with someone in my face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm supposed to be your girl. Yep. She's fine, though. All right, listen. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Jake Trotter, ESPN NFL Nation Cleveland Brown reporter. Brown's reporter on Freddie and Fitzsimmons. Listen to this. I wouldn't say at this point that the bridge has been burned, but it certainly is on fire right now. And I think the most likely scenario is that the Browns don't get to Sean Watson, and they're going to have to try to – either repair things with Baker Mayfield or they're going to have to trade him and try to get another quarterback. And that market is dwindling pretty fast here. I mean, you've got, you know, let's see, Jimmy Garoppolo. uh, You've got Gardner Minshew, maybe Matt Ryan if the Falcons land uh, Deshaun Watson. I mean, the bridge, the bridge, the bridge is on fire. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to have to make up with Baker Mayfield. Yeah, or go but after Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's better Watson than Matt Ryan's better than Baker. Yes. 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 Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo better than Baker. No, I think he is, but it's debatable. I get G. it. I take Jimmy G, but I think Baker's actually a little underrated. I think Baker's I pretty agree good. With that. A um, healthy, a healthy Baker. I'm, I want a healthy Baker. Yeah, me too. Me too. So you try and patch it up with him. And by the way, it shouldn't be so hard to explain to him. It's Deshaun Watson. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Did I mention that already? Jake mentioned the Falcons as an option for Deshaun. Is that the best option? Key ranks the best options for Deshaun Watson. Next, Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. What you got, Key? Download download the ESPN Tournament Challenge app to fill out your brackets. Play along with us. Filling out brackets with ESPN is free and easy. The ESPN Tournament Challenge presented by WebEx. We are closing in on 4 million brackets. So go to the app and join the KJM group to play along with us. So as I was saying, the latest team to join the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes yesterday was the Atlanta Falcons. Falcons joined the Panthers, Saints, and Browns as teams that have met with or are interested in trading for Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson. So without further ado, key, rank them in order. Best landing spots for Deshaun. Number five. Number five for me, Max, is the Philadelphia Eagles. You look at them, you say, well, they got Jalen Hurts in the mix. Yes, they do. But they have what we like to call picks, and a lot of them. They got three first-round picks in this draft. This is immediate for the Houston Texans to rebuild their organization. If they make that decision and he waves his no-trade clause and wants to go to Philadelphia, they can get a haul back for him. Not only those three picks in this year's draft, but other compensation, including Hurts as well. Number four. The Carolina Panthers at number four. Christian McCaffrey, the sixth overall pick from the Carolina Panthers, on top of some other stuff to rebuild the Carolina Panthers. You could start off, if you're the Houston Texans, if he waives that no-trade clause and he wants to go to Carolina, you get a lot back in return for Deshaun Watson. I don't think Carolina's ready right now to make a strong push in the NFC with or without Deshaun. Number three. The Atlanta Falcons at number three. There's a lot here, right? They have now emerged as a team that is very, very interested in, even though they have Matt Ryan at quarterback, they also have the eighth pick in the draft, which could be pretty good for the Houston Texans to rebuild their organization. Maybe you get Matt Ryan back in return. You certainly cleared Deshaun Watson off your books. You start something totally new in the organization. Number two. Number two, the hot-button topic of all, the Cleveland Browns. Think about this. The Cleveland Browns, Baker Mayfield, he put out a statement yesterday. Didn't seem like he was pretty uh, happy with the Cleveland Browns meeting with Deshaun Watson. They can get Baker Mayfield, the 13th pick in this year's draft, and a bunch of other stuff in future picks, assets, you name it, to get one of the top young quarterbacks in the National Football League. Not a bad move for Cleveland. Not a bad move. Pay attention. Number one. The number one move, and I know many people will say, oh, it's nepotism. You just want your nephew to shine again. Yes, I do. And he needs a damn quarterback. And that quarterback would be Deshaun Watson. Deshaun should go to New Orleans as my number one favorite. They got the 18th pick. They've got to come up with some other type of packages to get him in New Orleans. New Orleans is a city that would embrace him, put their arms around him. 
forgive him for some of the things that he has had to face here recently. That is just the New Orleans Saints and the organization, the culture of Louisiana, all of those sort of things. The 18th pick, a bunch of other stuff in return, and that offense will get rolling again with Deshaun. Key's real rankings are brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. So it's Saints 1, Browns 2, Falcons 3, Panthers 4, Eagles 5. I got to tell you, as a football fan, I really – I would love to see Deshaun Watson in Cleveland. Just knowing what their run game is, knowing that they got Amari Amari Cooper, understanding what that division would be with Lamar Jackson – Joe Thorough, then you bring in Deshaun Watson, and then Mitchell Trubisky as the Pittsburgh Steelers. I like quarterback. the Trubisky's uh, move like less yesterday. now. <laughs> I, if, if Watson, I didn't if, like it from the beginning, but I'm glad no, you're finally coming. No, on board. It, well, in this division right now, I think it's a strong move. They didn't have to give up much. They're competitive. But if the Cleveland Browns get Deshaun, and it's Deshaun, Lamar, and Lamar, and Joe Thorough, you, you're at a disadvantage at the quarterback spot. Like you got some work to do. But at any rate. That is, you know, uh, what, what's interesting to me here is Atlanta in the mix, key right in the middle of your rankings, right? Um, yeah. It, owner, it's, uh... Yeah, owner Arthur Blank has talked about eventually finding Matt Ryan's successor and resetting the franchise's future. He said all options are open, but it's not going to be easy, a Falcon source said in regards to a potential Watson trade. And also they have Matt Ryan on the books. Like, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of money, though, man. You got a lot of money, a lot of moving pieces and parts. You you certainly want to kick the tires on the on the Deshaun Watson situation if you're the Atlanta Falcons. There's no question about it. I just don't see it as a true landing destination. Although, if it's Atlanta and all the things that Deshaun has gone through, he's from the Atlanta, Georgia area. So you you got to think that the comfort level is there for him. I think when you look into the city of, of Atlanta, they've embraced the black quarterback before in Michael Vick. They understand certain cultures. You know, it's a forgiving type city. I didn't say state. I'm talking about the city of Atlanta. Um, I think it would be I think it would be huge for him and the Falcons. I just don't know that I see it happening because there's better football choices yes. for him that's out there like the Cleveland Browns or the New Orleans Saints, in my opinion. And that's my thing. That's what I asked yesterday when we were having our call about this. If I get the city aspect of it, but this is also about having a chance to win games and the personnel that you have around you. So if you're looking at that for Atlanta, you're saying, okay, he's going to Atlanta for what? Like Calvin Ridley's not going to play for a year. Gage just got, you know, went to a different team. So, uh, what are you? Who are you going there to rock with? Whereas you look at all these other choices, even if that's New Orleans, you're like, oh, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas. You're looking at, you know, Cleveland. You're like, oh, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Amari Cooper. Like the, One thing about so Deshaun, different. though, is given his age, um, there's runway. So if you really like the situation, you yeah, like the ownership, runway. you like yeah. the city. The main thing is the quarterback, right? And if you're if he's 40, that's one thing. He's 27. So. The question for me really is the dead cap situation in Atlanta. They have twenty million, I think, in dead cap, and and that's high up. But I know teams that carry at least to my. Tell me if maybe I'm way off here, Key. Maybe you know offhand. But aren't there teams that sometimes have forty, forty-five million dollars in dead cap? Like you could add Matt Ryan to what they already have. Figure some other stuff out. The main thing is when there's a fish this big out there and you can reel it in. 
You do that first yeah, to worry not, about the details later. You're not going to carry, though, and tie up, call it eight, just for conversation stakes, $75 million. Not 75, no. Huh? Not 75, wow. no. No, not, you're not going it, to, it, in a position. Now, that's just two players at that position, not including the backup, not including the practice squad guy. Yeah, yeah. So you might have four quarterbacks tying up $80 million. You're not going to, you're just can't not going to do it. You not can't 75. have both of them on the same team. You got to kind of pick and choose. Atlanta's a good situation. Don't get me wrong. I just think Cleveland is a better situation football-wise, football wise, easy, easy, as well but, as the New Orleans Saints football-wise and culturally in New Orleans is a little bit different than a lot of other places. Jay, you see what he just did? He he said New Orleans. Like he's New really, really you really trying to reel him in for for your nephew, boy. He's like, yeah, I just think uh, culturally plus football wise, Nolans. Think oh. about think about a month ago what I told you. Yeah, the New Orleans Saints are swinging for the fences when mm-hmm. they when we were coming out with the mock drafts and oh they could take a quarter. I said no, no, they're swinging for the fences. They're trying to get a home run. That's Real sitting question. Around. Real question. Jay, start with you. Is you think Sean Payton not being there anymore? Dulls that a little bit, like if probably. you, yeah, probably to a yeah. degree. I mean, a legendary head coach like that is no longer part of the organization. It probably makes you look at it a tad bit differently. Do you think? He- well, I, it, it, it does, but yeah. at the same time, I think Dennis Allen, second time around, learned, sat on the sideline for several years as a defensive coordinator. Pete Pete Carmichael is the offensive play caller, offensive coordinator who's done it before. I think you don't miss. You're going to have the same game plans for the most part. You're not going to miss a whole lot except the experience of a longtime head coach, Super Bowl winning head coach in Sean Payton. I, I do but, think, though, with a Deshaun Watson, you, you talent-wise, he's going to make a whole lot of things change for you. Oh, I agree. Tom Brady I, I, came I'm out of saying, retirement. Why can't Sean Payton? With, 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 mm. with oh, Sean Payton, oh, though, it Sean makes, it, with Sean Payton though, it makes it – it's not even a question. Right. Oh, yeah, no, no, there's no question. Now, no, now it, with you, Allen, you have to sell me. You have, to, you have to sell me on why I need to be part of New Orleans. Sean, Sean Payton Because I still give Kevin Stefanski let's go the back to Let's go back to Cleveland for a second. What would be so interesting to me about that is think of the greatest quarterback divisions of all time, Right. Now, Russell Wilson going to the Broncos, you start to look at that like, huh, it's not the same as if Aaron Rodgers went there, but it's pretty damn good with Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, Derek Carr. You're like, that is a hellified quarterback division. If Deshaun Watson went to Cleveland, you're starting to get that in the AFC North with Burrow and Lamar Jackson and bringing up the rear. Well, we already kind of had that a year ago. With with Baker Mayfield and Joe Burrow and mm. being yeah, but Ben is at the well, end, yeah, man. Yeah, but it's still, yeah, but he still so was eleven game win Ben in a row. Okay, let me ask it, you this, kid. You know, I'll put it was that still to the, Ben. Ben is still going to the Hall of Fame. Let's put it to the test. Trubisky this year versus Roethlisberger last year is that an upgrade? Trubisky this this upcoming I season. It, I think it could be a me slight too. upgrade. Me, I a think I, I think it'll be like an one of those a game or two <laughs> upgrades. Okay, but that's still an upgrade. Deshaun yeah. Watson or Baker Mayfield? Wouldn't Deshaun be an upgrade? Significantly. So yes. that means I'm it's a better quarterback, a better quarterback division. Not, I, I just look like this, Max. Yeah, <laughs> but that's stupid. a quarter, that, that's a better quarterback division then. And, and, and remember, then you got Burrow coming off a Super Bowl run. We're going to talk to Mike about this, but remember, Mike said this like a couple weeks ago. When you're the Browns and you look at Baker Mayfield and the rest of the quarterbacks in your division, you you have to evaluate based on that. Mm-hmm. And the Browns would go from having maybe the third best quarterback, maybe the fourth best quarterback in the division, 
to having arguably the best. Like, yeah. it changes everything yeah, within Evan, the division. The, our conversation isn't whether or not Deshaun makes the Browns better. There's no question. But it's that, it's why the Browns should go even further into the Deshaun. Like, whatever it takes, they, whatever they, it takes they, to get him. And they absolutely should. We said it about Deshaun. We said it about Russell Wilson. We said it about Aaron Rodgers. The only difference with Aaron Rodgers, he was never going anywhere, and we didn't think that Russell Wilson would want to go to Cleveland when these conversations were coming up over Baker Mayfield. The problem that the Cleveland Browns are now facing is what if they can't get a deal done? Now, there's a lot of things that happen in these deals, as you know, Max and Jay, with agents. Agents sometimes understand the desperation of teams and organizations that want to try to acquire their talent. So what do they do? They want to drive up prices. All of a sudden, they want to put the screws to an organization to acquire their player. So it's all sorts of things that got to be sorted out to make this thing happen. The problem that the Cleveland Browns face, though, is if it does not happen, you have a quarterback that is on your roster that you are going to pay close to $20 million for this year. You have now alienated him clearly by his message he sent last night. His feelings are now involved. Yeah, well, I mean, his feelings might have to be involved. Like, you got still, you're like, you there's no way no, around You it. have no this sympathy is, for anyone. Well, no, is, no, it's not that. It's that Cutless. Deshaun's available. You got to go, you got to look. You this is collateral damage that you have to deal with, and yeah. this is a byproduct of the business of the sport. Yeah. You're a chance to go with the top five quarterback in Deshaun Watson. Hey, like, we have a chance to win a Super Bowl. I, you've been no, in question about what. no I, question. Yeah, you've been in question about whether you can lead this team to a Super Bowl. We're going to go for Deshaun Watson. If it doesn't work out with Deshaun Watson, okay. You're our second option. We have to make do with our best second option. CJ, but but you you sitting up there telling this whole bold face poker face lie. You know okay. damn well. You know damn well if somebody told you you're the second option, you would like that. You Depends know that. if I got my money, Key. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't need to be. But he ain't got his money. My, yeah, but I have to play. So like I, I'm I'm taking into like I'm looking at this whole thing. If if you're Andrew Barry and you're saying as you know Baker Mayfield, okay, I'm gonna stick it to you. Great. Great. Stick, Stick it, it to me. Yeah. Play the best of your ability because I know that's going to motivate you, by the way. But the what history if, of but who you if, are, Baker Mayfield, you've always been motivated this way. What this, if this doesn't motivate him, though? And all then I sudden, got my answer about who he is. And all, yeah, but, also but you like, also oh, got a bad point. season on your hands, too. I, I, I understand, but I can't really, be King. worried about your season. I King can't not, be worried about. Oh, Max, you don't said, tell me Case Keenum for a full season. No, no, you said when he when you step between the lines, you still perform. You're just not gonna like listen. Uh, no, that, deal that's what I hope that he would do. But you know how mentally fragile certain people can be in certain situations. Yeah. Clearly, it's on his mind. He sent out a a, a, a tweet or an email or whatever it was. I think Baker is pretty mentally strong, yes. and I think Baker is a pretty good quarterback. Yeah, see, and, I, don't, I don't know that he's mentally strong. I see, don't know that. I, know, I, I don't I, know that. I, I, and I've talked to him a million times, but I don't know that be based on you sending out information about how you feel about the team in the city before just because they had a conversation with somebody. Well, I think That's he not sees the writing on the wall, man. I also don't think Baker Mayfield would just dip out on his teammates. I think he will always play for his teammates. It's not, But, but it's not about – playing for your teammates, right, Jay and Max? It's about can I do the things I need to do and stay concentrating on the best things that help us opposed to being non-focused and screwing things up, even though I'm trying my hardest. Got to be a professional, man. 
It's got to be Easier a professional. Easier said than done, Jay, man. I hear you, baby, but we talk about it every single day. Got to be a pro. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider with us now. He is giving you the straight talk brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. So, Mike, your reaction to Baker Mayfield's statement? Um, was it too short and too slow? Jeez. I, That's I, what Mike I, has said about what Mike said about Baker. Just the facts. Um, look, if we're running the Cleveland Browns and we're going to go beat with Deshaun Watson, we have to expect this reaction. Baker Mayfield is just someone that's sensitive and he's easily aggrieved, right? And we know that running the Cleveland Browns, we're there every day. So if we're going to go meet with Deshaun Watson, we've really made the decision. Like, I, I'd you be could surprised. be aggrieved. Yeah. I, I, like, I'd be surprised if he, if he was back at this point because once you open up those can of worms, to me, it's hard to get the genie back in the bottle. So to me, They've clearly made a decision that, hey, we're going to try to upgrade Baker Mayfield, which I think is a smart decision because we've talked about this a lot, guys. Like, pick the quarterback, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. This guy is eighth to tenth in the AFC. So, to me, they've made a decision. And what Baker Mayfield did is, is, is just pretty much like what he's done in the past. He's going to emote publicly. If you can't get Watson and then you're, in a way, kind of saying, okay, Baker, this is what it is, what are your other options? What do you do? How do you handle that? Oh, I'm drafting his replacement. I'm going to maybe try trade for Jimmy G, who's in the AFC. Jimmy G's in the NFC. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to look as, as, as much as I can because I can't win a championship with Baker Mayfield. Let's just call it what it is. The Cincinnati Bengals have surpassed the Cleveland Browns. The Baltimore Ravens are ahead of the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns are not – and they know that. They, they, they've made a lot of great decisions. I think they're a really well-run organization. I think they have a really good foundation. I see the Browns and the Colts really very uh, – Similarly, I think they have good rosters. I think they're well run, and they both need quarterbacks. Yeah, when you when you look at the quarterback situation, and if they for some reason don't get Deshaun, and there's other options out there, but it's Jimmy G. Come on, Mike, a healthy Jimmy G versus a healthy Baker Mayfield that's been in the system for three years now. Is that really? Is that an upgrade, or is that just we're gonna bring a guy in to tread water for now? You know, Key, that's a fair point. I, I would take, if we were running a franchise, I think Jimmy G in one game gives us a better chance than Baker. I don't know by how much. But, again, I think it's more a referendum about the draft, Key, from a standpoint. I would have Jameis Winston and Mitch Trubisky as the first two quarterbacks off the board this year. I think Pittsburgh got the best quarterback they could get. And that's why I think Jimmy G is going to be in demand. And I would take him over Baker Mayfield. Mm. You think you said you can't win a Super Bowl with Baker Mayfield. You believe you can with Jimmy G. Well, we saw that. I mean, it was one yard away. I mean, if he hits Emmanuel Sanders in the right. championship. I, mean, I totally agree. I, I mean, then he went back to the uh, NFC Championship game. Right, right. Next time he's healthy. And if Jarski Tart catches a punt that Matt Stafford threw, you know, we wouldn't be hearing Dan Orlovsky talk every 10 seconds about the great <laughs> Matt Stafford. <laughs> 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 the Falcons are interested in Deshaun Watson reportedly, right? You said something interesting yesterday about why that might be, Mike. I think they're trying to drive the price up for Carolina and for New Orleans. They would have a $55 million cap hit if they would move on from Matt Ryan. They just redid his contract. So I think it'd be really, really, I think it's a real heavy lift to see that happen. Yeah, but when you say drive up the the price, why would why would Carolina or New Orleans care about what Atlanta is doing because let's say for instance we're we're having these discussions Mike in our boardroom and we're sitting there and we're saying Carolina's willing to give up three first rounders and Christian McCaffrey and 
New Orleans is willing to give up three first-rounders and Alvin Kamara plus Michael Thomas, like all of these sort of things, and Atlanta says we'll give up everything. You know what What we would do then is let Atlanta do it because we're only going to give you what we think he's worth. I, Key, I, I see that differently because once we're in that bunker and we got to go a chance to get Deshaun Watson and solve our quarterback problems for the next 10, 15 years, assuming the civil lawsuits are all settled, um, I, I don't think you could overpay greatness. And I think Deshaun Watson is great. And if I have to throw in an extra second or another really good player, we just saw that Seattle and Denver, right? They threw in, you know, Drew Locke. We threw in Noah Fant. They threw in Shelby Harris. You know what it is, guys? It's surge pricing. If you order an Uber or a Lyft, and they're, you know, it's just supply and demand. You don't want to pay that, but if you need to get from point A to point B and everyone's bidding, basically, or there are not enough drivers, there's surge pricing. And, Key, this would be surge pricing attempt by the Atlanta Falcons to, to, to ring a few extra. I, to I, I, Mike, their I share my ride, Max. <laughs> Mike, have you <laughs> yeah, ever been in a situation yeah. where you've been in the bunker and there's been an opportunity to get somebody and you feel like you've gotten pressed where you give a little bit more up than what you should have? Yeah, absolutely. But before we get to that, Key said he would share his Uber. I'm just, would Key share his plane? I'm just, just asking. <laughs> Ride sharing. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 absolutely. I remember when we tried to trade for T- Tim Tebow, Jay Will, and there was a number of teams that were involved, and we kind of felt like, oh, it's going up a little bit more than we want to. And um, there's been more than one time where, even like with Brett Favre, um, we knew we were competing against Tampa Bay, and you know that price kept going up, and we're like, it's Brett Favre. You know, like, we're going to overpay here, but he gives a real chance to win. Mm. All right. Mike Tannenbaum, you got to come back, and uh, you have a little more time today, right? What are you doing? Come on. You're here. You, gotta, you might as well come back. You have a little more time. Okay, come on. What are you doing? Because um, we got to get back to the big story of the day, which is Kyrie Irving giving him. 60 and getting pulled with how much time was left? Eight minutes. Eight wow. minutes left where given the way he was playing, he hadn't even gotten into his full bag yet. <laughs> like He was just like, this is coming easy. Bop from outside, you know, a little layup, a little mid-range. He hadn't even gotten into his real Kyrie bag. He could have easily gone for 80. But it may not have even been the best performance of the month. The NBA is out of control right now. That's next. KJM. On ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Sit tight. We'll be back in a second. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two. Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.